What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Hello and welcome to Ascent Dental Radio, a program dedicated to the balance between the clinical aspect of healthcare and the business of healthcare. And now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin Coughlin. Welcome. You're listening to Ascent Dental Solutions. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, owner of Ascent Dental Solutions, where the focus is on knowledge, education, training, and development. I'd like to, before I begin, give special thanks to Mr. David Wolf. Without him and his team, these podcasts would not be possible. And I'd also like to thank our sponsors, Vocal Dental Supply, Hugh Freedy, and Henry Schein, along with Patterson Dental and On Demand. These companies have helped build my own personal dental practice, and I believe they can help you with your practice. Today, we have a special guest. Her name is Ms. Jennifer Thompson. And her bio speaks volumes of not only her knowledge, but her experience. And although her focus has been on the medical community, I do believe that uh, whatever will help our medical cohorts will also help the dental profession. Uh, Jennifer, thank you so much for taking time from your busy schedule. And I know how busy and successful you are. But why don't you tell our audience a little bit about your background and what you hope to accomplish in this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you, Dr. Coughlin, for having me on the show. I actually spent some time listening to a couple of your episodes this morning. I think you have a really good product out here and you provide a valuable service to your listeners. So I have been um, the owner, president of a medical marketing firm for about 13 or so years Um Got started kind of by accident, like a lot of people do, and found myself in a niche working with independent physician groups in 2008. And now I have um, somewhere between 700 and 900 physicians that I work with, really for the most part, all along the eastern seaboard of the U.S. And I come to it accidentally, I say that, because 
Um, just a couple of years ago, I finished a two-term stint as a local um, elected official in Central Florida. So I was one of seven people making decisions um, for about a $4.1 billion budget for the number one tourist destination in the entire world. And I was always kind of a part-time business owner. I have a team of about 10 people. was a part-time business owner for eight years when I was in elected office. And then in the last couple of years, have really taken kind of those collective experiences and brought them to the practices that I work with. And so fast forward to where we are now in 2020, um, especially in this, this current state of uncertainty, and I'm able to really bring some of those strategic conversations and large crisis communication plans um, working in government to the practices that I work with. And so anything that I can offer your listeners that will help them get through these tough times, I am. Um, my advice is free for them and whatever I can do to help this community. Well, Jennifer, thanks so much for that introduction. My question is, is with that vast experience with physicians, if you were to sum up in a couple of uh, sentences or paragraphs, in your opinion, your group of 700 to 900 clients, uh, mostly physicians on the East Coast, what are they really looking for? If you were to sum up, what's their chief complaint? What are they trying to accomplish by using your services and expertise? Yeah, I mean, I think that that doctors, just like dentists, you want to know that your marketing and your digital footprint are being managed properly. And at the end of the day, you want a steady flow of new patients. You want um, help retaining your existing patients, and you want to make sure that you show up in the right place at the right time at exactly the time that a patient is looking for you. And we, we say it really simply that um, we... We simplify your marketing. We handle it all for you so that you can get back and run your practice. And so I think at the end of the day, doctors just want somebody that they can trust to do a good job and to treat them right. And if you do that, you'll be around for a long time. Well, let me put you on the spot for a second, Jennifer. Uh, I'm sort of direct. Uh, I've owned my own business for 38 years. I've had as many as 200 employees and as few as 40. I've had as few as three dental offices and as many as 17. Uh, I've sold to venture capital groups. I've sold to dental service organizations. I've sold and purchased for private practices. But to sum it up, my question is, is when you talk to your, quote, average client, what type of patient are they looking for? And to give you a, a little bit of background, in my particular opinion, and it's just my opinion, obviously people can disagree, but when we're talking purely business, what you're looking for are fee-for-service patients. You'd rather deal with their clinical issues, be able to quote them a fee, and then provide the care and service that's commensurate with that fee. I know in medicine, the vast majority, unless they're in elective practices, are probably confined to insurance. But when you're looking for an ideal, quote, dental patient for, quote, an average dental office, I think most businessmen and women who own their dental practice are looking for fee-for-service patients, which means you don't have to waste time discussing what their insurance will or will not cover, and you don't have to worry whether you're doing a discount plan or whether you can balance a bill or not. Can you address that topic a little bit? 
Absolutely. And I think that fee-for-service translates over to certain specialties very well. Most of my clients are either going to fall into one of two buckets or one of three buckets. One bucket being they just want their digital footprint managed once in a blue moon. They might need some help with referral marketing or something like that. Those are the folks that are insurance-based. You know, Their patients don't have a, a, a large choice when it comes to going to them or not, they're getting referred from a provider and they may be the only game in town. So that's one bucket. The next bucket are specialty practices, specifically gastroenterologists, orthopedics, um, the kind of practice that's specialty-based that might have some cash pay, but also very insurance-driven. But those are the specialties that where there's a lot more competition. So just because your primary care physician refers you to a particular specialist, you're still going to go online and do your homework. And you may even do some price shopping. And we're starting to see a lot more cash um, fee-for-service within those specialties, especially in the area of stem cells or emerging technology or um, PRP or something that, to that nature. And then we have another bucket, which are those, those um, fee-for-service buckets or practices that are doing ancillary business. And so um, we have a lot of ophthalmology groups that have um, service lines that include med spas. Those med spas and fillers and Botox and things like that are all cash-based. And then um, plastic surgeons, um, plastic surgeons specifically dealing with um, head and neck or rhinoplasties, things of that nature, facelifts, all cash-based business. And so I think then it's a matter of making sure that your practice is showing up on the front page of, of all the search engines, making sure that they have a ton of reviews. And um, you know, this is a conversation that we have with docs all the time when it's fee-for-service because you can either go the route of trying to commoditize what you do and being the cheapest in town or the least expensive, or you can you can sell your service for a premium price. And in that case, we are doing um, our marketing is a little bit different, but we don't play into the cheapest. We play into the expertise or the the level of experience that the physician has. And we always, across all kinds of clients, typically will lead with the patient and the patient outcomes. So we won't say, Dr. Coughlin, you've been in business for. 30 plus years and you've got all this vast experience, that's why you should come to me. Instead, we would say, look at these great results from these patients. Don't take my word for it, take their word for it. And that's how we would differentiate that practice over commoditizing or trying to play in the pricing war. Now, your business insight marketing, do you have any feeling or suggestions about uh, pre-authorization? And what I mean by that is you're basically doing a soft credit check on Mr. and Mrs. Smith to determine whether the treatments and the recommendations are, are available for Mr. and Mrs. Smith, whether you're using a care credit or care credit, Wells Fargo, uh, soft credit check, so you know prior to the appointments whether these particular patients have the wherewithal to go through with the treatment. I've seen so many marketing firms where they drive patients to the office, but not necessarily the correct, quote, type of patient. Uh, so sometimes what I have found in my 37 years of practice is it's not the volume of clients, it's the particular type of client that meets your 
desire, your uh, dream office, what you're trying uh, to convey or, or do. For example, in the dental field, we have dentists who claim that they're purely cosmetic dentists. All they're doing are elective procedures to enhance the smile and the appearance. Everything is fee for service. And obviously, if you're attracting unemployed individuals who may be divorced with four or five kids, uh, chances are that's not going to turn into a successful uh, treatment plan or uh, successful care. And, And your book or your appointment schedule is tied up with ineffective treatments, at least from my close to 40 years of experience. How does your company differentiate? How do they do that? Is there a specific marketing technique or areas that you look at uh, that tries to meet the clientele that fits that practice profile? Yeah, so it's kind of, it's few and far between. However, there's a couple of ways that I would go about that. When we bring on a new client, and I think this would apply to anybody. The, um, the first thing that you're doing when you're one of the first things that we do when you're outlining a strategy is you are determining what that patient persona is. So you're really trying to, in those initial conversations, have that um, understanding of who that ideal patient is, what that ideal patient's income is, where they get their their news, where you know they they get their recommendations, things of that nature. And so understanding who that ideal patient is, is really the first step in being able to put together um, an effective marketing plan. Then I think you, you, you lean into that patient persona across the board. So if you're looking for upper income or middle upper income individuals with households, let's say above $150,000 in certain zip codes, then we would get granular in the type of either direct-to-consumer marketing or ads or um, maybe some interesting things that could be done. But we can get very granular in kind of those personas. And even on social media and on some of the search terminology, we can target specific zip codes and demographics and whatnot. And so I think that's kind of your first piece of that. And the second piece of that is to look at what's going on from a marketing standpoint, but within the practice and the entire kind of patient readiness, you know, getting the patient prepared before they walk through the door. Maybe that is the initial conversation that you're having with this potential patient, or maybe even um, in the case of plastics, we've got several physicians, um, plastics and um, fertility doctors that will do a um, upfront consult fee. So it's an, um, a non-refundable consultation fee, which will oftentimes weed out those patients that don't have the money for the cash-based business. And if you know, and if someone signs on for a $10,000, $20,000 procedure, they get that consult fee gets rolled in, but it kind of gets rid of the tire kickers. And so really, I break it down to understanding the patient persona and who that ideal patient is really using that persona to dive into how you want to reach that patient and using you know targeted demographics to reach them and then really understanding the patient readiness program and doing doubling down on making sure that patients understand what they're walking into before they take your time up. Jennifer, I just want to say thank you for that valuable information. Could you tell our listeners what's the best way if you don't mind for them to reach out and uh, get additional information if they want to use your services and expertise. Is there a website, an email, 
a phone number that you're comfortable providing our listeners so they, they can reach out personally for some additional information and data? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll give you my personal cell phone. When you're in politics, you give out your cell phone to everybody. Rarely do people use it, but it's 321-228-9686. And my website is Insight, M as in marketing, G as in group.com. So it's insightmg.com. And I would encourage anybody out there, if you um, if you like this podcast and you want to check out my podcast, which has more than 230 episodes right now, you can check us out at Dr. Dr. Marketing Tips. That's Dr. Marketing Tips available on iTunes and all of your favorite podcast players. Jennifer, thank you so much for your expertise. My name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin. You've been listening to Ascent Dental Solutions. I specifically thought Jennifer Thompson, with her background, her knowledge, and expertise, could offer the dental profession uh, an area of expertise that I think we're weak in. I think we could use those expertise that Jennifer's company and she presents to help us go through these difficult times. But I always look at the future, and I see us sliding more and more towards the mistakes that I believe medicine has made. I see our dental profession slowly but surely becoming more and more insurance mitigated, insurance dictated, and I believe in the long run that is not healthy for our patient base, it's not healthy for our team members, and I don't believe it's healthy for our profession. Again, my name is Dr. Kevin Coughlin, and I want to give special thanks to Vocal, On Demand, Henry Schein, and Patterson, along with David Wolf and his expertise for these podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking to you in the near future. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.